Welcome to Ships Ask Faster with Vulcan from Vasoli.com and myself, Simon, from Snapshooter.com, where we talk about SaaS. Slightly messed that up. <laughs> we'll keep it in. How's Turkey going? Oh, it's nice, man. Missing the internet, but yeah, the weather's great. Yeah, exactly what I wanted. How's England? Political. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've missed a lot of the news. Like, I, I haven't been really following up on it, but apparently, like, yeah, Liz Truss is getting kicked out. And all this crazy, <laughs> everything's being reversed and yeah. Yeah, everything she's done so far has been reversed by, yeah. I was looking forward to the corporate tax, but apparently that, that's, yeah, that's, you said that's chopped out, reversed. That's gone as well, yeah. Maybe if they lowered, increased the lower threshold, that'd be nice. But anyway, well, it is what it is. You can still, it's still your first 50,000 in profit is at the lower rate, I think. So, okay. It's only after that you go up to 26%, so eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So last week I did a host of the show with Jamie, so that should be out. I guess I guess there's no point saying out soon because <laughs> people don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good one. I listened to it um, and then I was I wrote a show note. So yeah, that was nice. And um, I like the way you explain it. Like sometimes people in podcasts assume too much. And I think there's a fine balance where they explain too much. And you had a nice balance where you were saying like my developer, Jorge and stuff like this. So I thought it was really nice. Yeah, I can't remember which show it was recently. That's why I wanted to change the intro line because they were saying that like 100 episodes in, like what even is the product you're working on? <laughs> like people, <laughs> people who just join have literally no idea what you're talking about. So I think some podcasts have um, like an intro. So it might be worth just recording an intro and then that way we can save ourselves 20 seconds or 30 seconds every podcast. Yeah, and I can avoid saying my name is Salmon instead of Simon, as someone on Twitter pointed out. That guy went way out of, <laughs> put way too much effort in. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, I listened no. back and it does, it does sound a little like Salmon. Yeah, well, now you, well, the problem is if you put a picture there when you play a video, of course it sounds like Salmon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is your mind playing tricks, bro? <laughs> Cool. I guess we should get straight into it. What have you been up to in Turkey uh, to enjoying the weather? <laughs> well, I was going to give a, like, yeah, what, what, before Turkey, so I didn't do the update, did I, for the last week? So uh, I think I was talking about backup oh, yeah. and adding the backups to the components and the collections. So I got, I finished that up before Turkey, it seems. And yeah, basically shipped out an MVP for that. There's a bunch of, I wanted to, so I, I ship backups, but I want to do versioning as well, like a better versioning system for it. But I just pushed that back because yeah, it's it's not key at the moment. And no customers have really requested the version in the backups. I feel like people are now inviting yeah, so many features. But people are there's a way to invite people to your blog post, so then they can edit the blog post, and then yeah, like maybe someone's writing a blog post, and then they accidentally do something, and then they want to recover it. So I'm just making it a lot easier for like recovery, and then that way I don't have to go into the database and that. Yeah, fair enough. That's the one thing I did before I invited my content editor onto our CMS platform was make sure I set up backups. Not because I don't trust them, but because like stuff goes <laughs> stuff goes wrong. So yeah, simplified um, some of the UX for more advanced features. So designers, uh, like I got some of these power users in right from like X Webflow users, and they're finding it a little difficult. Like they're moving around stuff, and yeah. So I did. Uh, I have a panel for like element styles and there's a panel for like element attributes. So, you know, stuff like um, data attributes and stuff. So I've added a way for, for them to easily edit data attributes, which should yeah, make it a lot easier for them to do stuff. So how about yourself? 
So this week I've been, uh, I carried on working on my prototype secret backup system and basically it works. As I said in the last episode with Jamie, like I've got the performance fixed and then this week I kind of finished off the last few things to sort of prove the concept. And I'm now at the stage where I've kind of got to glue it all back together, which is probably the most complicated bit because I've got to build like an entire database system to manage it and stuff. So I can't say I'm really looking forward to that. And then the other big thing that happened this week is Jorge and the contractor we have finished off the other secret project, which I could probably reveal what it is because we have, I think, a three-week delay on recording and publishing, two to three weeks. But it was a an agent that people can run on their servers. So instead of us SSHing to their servers to do backups, we now they can now install an agent which will sit there listening for backup jobs to do. So it just offers people one more sort of solution. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the uh, update of like, you went from like crazy efficiency for the new secret project from like 14% to 95. Is there anything like like, technical details you can get into or is it, yeah, just... I removed how much like man in the middle communication the system had to do and it like batched stuff up. So it's doing a lot more like direct communication. I could probably reveal more in the future when I actually explain what it is. Because <laughs> that's all very much in like the abstract. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Though, yeah, Because before it was literally unusable, but now it seems like, yeah, 95% is crazy. That was the thing. Yeah, it was going to be like the amount of extra like servers and stuff we'd have to run to deal with. The decrease in capacity was ridiculous, as you say. So now it's pretty much on par with raw performance while also getting all the benefits of being um, doing the man-in-the-middle stuff that we're doing. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And in some cases, actually quicker than doing it raw because the man-in-the-middle stuff has the ability to cache. So that's going to anyway, that's going to allow people to move some sort of data to S3. I'm not going to tell you what the data is. Yeah, but then I'm also really glad because we're finishing up the other agent project, which was a month or so in the working, mostly by Jorge. I haven't done any of it. Like, I told Jorge what I wanted. I explained how the system currently works. He built everything out. I then told him we're going to hire a developer to build the actual agent. And so he wrote all the documentation. And basically, other than me talking to our contractor about rates and contracts, I've had no technical involvement. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream, right? Like when you're hiring developers, they just go and do all them, all themselves kind of thing, like independent. I think a lot of people hire more like junior and mid people and then end up having to do a lot of uh, mani- like micromanaging or managing as such. Yeah, I, I have in the past, I've tried to hire a freelancer, uh, some junior freelancers, and it's been a nightmare. It'd be like trying to even code like a two-factor authentication reset thing in. And it was just like, it's day three. <laughs> you still haven't done it. And we've had like hours of phone calls. I'd, I'm beyond like understanding why it's taking so long. And it's a bit worse because they're junior, right? Yeah, I think junior is a big issue, especially for like smaller companies, especially if, yeah, for like, for you, like it's really, you just don't have enough time to manage. It's a full-time job and you, it actually slows you down. From what I've seen in companies, is like a junior dev will actually slow down a senior dev for at least three to six months of just educating them on, like just teaching them about like your way of working and then just teaching them like computer like science in general. So yeah, this doesn't seem like a, the best bet for uh, yeah. Indie companies at early stage, definitely early stage. I don't know, have any idea how you meant to do it, like a remote 
company either. I think it'd be a lot easier if they could basically like look over your shoulder and if you're in the same office and you could very quickly answer questions. But with remote, it's it's not exactly a very easy and quick task for me to answer questions. When I had my first job, the, every time I got stuck, uh, my manager would come over and uh, basically, yeah, just hop on and just do some magic stuff. And then I'd learn through like osmosis. You know. I see you've written some points here about other. What's other? <laughs> well, I was going to first ask you about cash flow and then we can hop into other. But yeah, what's this cash flow uh, with uh, lots of contractors? Because yeah, I think you're hiring, you've been hiring like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. And um I've always had this policy of paying people's invoices on time, like not on time, but like as in immediately as soon as I received them. And I ended up like backing myself into a bit of a, like a cash flow <laughs> problem for just a week because um, I paid out all the contractors like immediately as soon as their invoices landed. And then I also had AWS bill to pay and like my own bills to pay. And it just like, brought the company balance down to nothing <laughs> um, while I waited for like a strike payout the next week. So I've just been trying to work out better ways to really like forecast cash flow, potentially not paying people immediately. So if they put 14 day term on their invoice, maybe pushing it towards the 14 days instead of immediately. I don't know what your sort of policy is. I like to pay people early and keep them happy, but um, I also can't like risk the stability of the company if everyone decides to invoice at the same time. Because we have another contractor who's redesigning our dashboard as well, and he's been working really fast. So his invoices have been coming like way quicker than I expected as well, because it's like a fixed project with milestones. So every time he hits a milestone, he gets an invoice paid, even if it takes him a week instead of what I thought would take three weeks. So yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are. That's a tough one. I don't know. I, I've, I've never really dealt with this cash flow thing. It seems like it, yeah, it's more of a problem the second you start hiring. When you're indie, it's just like, okay, well, here's what's ever left and I'll take it out. But <laughs> the second you start hiring people and then, yeah, you, as you said, you, you've um, projected them out. So you've got four milestones or whatever to hit. And then that, that's four months or whatever. And if they're going really fast, it's not their fault. Yeah, if they've got 14 days, they maybe like pay people quickly for like. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So I thought it'd take, yeah, literally three months for, the, <laughs> for this project. And he did like step one in a month, in a week. So, and obviously like I paid for, project scope not for time so but yeah what are you saying pay them when they say they want to get paid or what oh no i was i was saying like ideally you're doing the right thing like that's exactly what you want is if, if you're a freelancer and you've got a client who pays exactly on time or pays like who's willing to a do this project like a lot of the best freelancers i know want these project-based or yeah milestone-based payments instead of hourly because a like hourly then it leads to like miscommunication and maybe like a lack of trust kind of thing and then yeah so it's tough especially when this person rushed up and then you've got these cash flow issues there. and i'm not really sure there is a solution i think that's why there's like um these loans from stripe and stuff and even in like real businesses or like yeah the real world as, as such they, they have people have these cash flow things right they have like credit cards to like hold them over until the next like 30 60 days kind of thing so it's a real problem um and i don't have any solutions but just seems like something you're going to run into more and more. So either you've got to build up a like a balance in your bank, or you've got to uh, yeah use a credit card or use some sort of like um, way of financing that during yeah during it. Yeah, I don't know. The other problem is like I'd put some money in savings ready for my office in January, and I had to like pull them out to cover it. 
which I wasn't happy about because it's like I was trying to like segregate that money for a purpose, uh, which was not paying contractors, but it's what it is. <laughs> you just had a bunch of things coming out with the, with the office savings. Yeah, you just had like <laughs> all the factors coming in and yeah. That's what, but that's what can happen it's like yeah what's the chance of that happening and then it happens all the time so it's like well the chance is probably a little higher than, well, a lot higher than we think yeah I don't have um, cash flow projections so but also like one of our biggest customers their usage increased so I increased their billing in line with this but then their payment failed and it's it's quite a significant amount so all these things just didn't help yeah. <laughs> more factors on top of factors that's, yeah, that's crazy there's like six, seven factors all on top of each other, which is, if you were like, what's the probability? It's like, yeah, less than 1%, but still 1%. Still, there's still a chance of it happening. Cool. So what is this other? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, like, how are you launching, say, new features and stuff? Like, what was your last feature and like, how did you market it um, kind of thing? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> a lot of indie hackers are like that. We launch features and then we don't market it. And that's why I'm trying to think, like, is there a better way of, us marketing our features uh, kind of thing. Yeah, I guess the last thing I actually really launched that was significant was updating the marketing sites, which had a bit of Twitter promotion, but like not much more beyond that. And then we have like, we've been doing small fixes since then. But if you were to look on our changelog, it's been quite sort of sparse because I'm working on this project that's taking forever. Jorge has been working on this agent project, which it's coming to a close and there should be press release. There'll be a blog article. We'll be talking about it. But again, that's been like quite a while. And then we've got the new dashboard, which again, well, depending if the contractor keeps at this speed, will be quite soon. But um, yeah, they're probably like the biggest things we've done this year and they're all like pushed right to the end of the year. The one's pretty interesting. Like if you can somehow think about it like a unique angle and then if you want like push it to Hacker News and Reddit and stuff and maybe like even sponsor some stuff, it might be an interesting one because... What's the benefit to the customer? Is it like more secure or is, is that, yeah, what's the benefit for the agent? It'd be one of those things I have to go and think about it as I write the marketing, but um, predominantly it enables them to run without having to open a external port to their server. So instead of their server having to accept a connection from us to do, and then we do a backup, their server is sat there waiting. I guess they're still waiting for a message from us, but they don't, don't have to open, they can open a WebSocket port to us instead of, SSH, so they don't need SSH open, which is more secure. So they could even run behind completely closed firewall, or they could be running behind a NAT gateway or anything like that. And they also, yeah, they don't need SSH. So there are some limitations in that, which we're getting rid of. So it just provides like another way. We're still going to support the other way of doing it. But um, ask me in a little bit when I write the marketing, I probably have a much clearer vision. Well, to like pushing this, because it seems like it's a big feature and you've spent a lot of time on it and even hired contractors. So it's probably worth thinking about how you can push it. And likewise for myself, when I, I release stuff, it'd be, yeah, hold me accountable to actually do something like do marketing for it and think about how can I push this feature out properly. It's right. Like one blog post, you've spent all this time and all this money. It's just like, you might as well f figure out like, can I hire an, a person to like write some like marketing stuff for this? Cause th then you'll actually have like a bigger impact. Yeah. Yeah. So I think actually one of the biggest impact things we can do is just letting existing customers know that there's this new option. Cause like that is the most targeted and biggest audience we kind of have is our free and paying customers. And, um, I did a customer survey recently to find out what features should we should be working on. And a lot of people did want this. So obviously they'd be interested to know about it, but also people were asking for features that we already had, which shows me that, um, education 
has not been the best. Because so many people have replied back, like, we, we already support that. <laughs> Solve that. Maybe I should probably look into it because I've got the exact same problem. I, I, I even forget what features I've got. So <laughs> there needs to be a way of servicing features somehow. I'm not sure how other companies do it. I think a lot of companies have customer success reps and stuff. So the bigger your company is, the easier it is to do. But for smaller product and for especially self-serve, I think it's pretty difficult to like surface all of your features without having like a super confusing dashboard. So yeah, it's kind of a tricky problem. Yeah. And I think about it like, so Derek from Savvy Cal sends an email and like, I love using the product or whatever, but he sends like an email every time he changes stuff. I don't read them anymore. So... I'm probably like just this victim of like, oh, I really wish it'd do this. Probably find out what it does now because it's been months. I think people have settled on like a cadence of one month, like all the big companies I follow seem to do monthly. I feel like some people get into the cadence of like once a week or twice a week. No, once weekly or fortnightly. But I feel like that might be a little too much, especially if it's like incremental updates. Like you can send it incremental updates if, if a customer's requested it, but I have no way of tracking that at the moment. But if you have a way of tracking, that could be key, but... Yeah. Cool. I guess we should just move on to what, what you're up to next week. Yeah. So what are you up to next week? Oh, <laughs> well, I was asking you, but um, I think we're going to release the Go Agent, hopefully. So I, me and Jorge did like some end-to-end testing today, which was working right. We got some few bugs, but nothing critical. But um, we should be able to release that into um, early access. So it's not going to go full beans production, but it will be like early access to customers. So um Basically, if it doesn't work, I don't feel quite as accountable. And then also working on the proxy stuff I was working on to build out the full system. So that might take a while. I was also thinking this may be one of like the last dev projects I actually do for Snapshooter before I move on to more managerial and marketing things. You're retiring, a de- that's a, <laughs> retiring from development. That's yeah. I feel like I'll keep pushing, but maybe that'll change in a year or two once I start hiring people. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, I could do with like more money to support this, but um, it's been so nice having just like telling other people what to get on with and them getting on with it probably a lot faster than I can. I don't know whether that's because I am doing managerial stuff. So like this prototype stuff I've been building in the company, I'm the most like technical person who knows how to build it because I had like the most experience in our system, but um, it's taken me such a long time to build. And I don't know whether that's because I'm a slow dev or because there's just so much other stuff that comes up with running a business that I can't actually focus properly on development. Like from nine till five, I can't just focus on it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I feel like for now, yeah, you're you're busy doing all this stuff, but if you can somehow like outsource it and stuff, like yeah, all of the managerial work and all the, just the day to day of SaaS, then yeah, maybe you can go back to coding. But for now, if you can't get any deep work done, yeah, no one really explains this when you start in coding, but a lot of the work is done during them deep hours. Like if you can get like three or four hours in a day where you can just f- focus fully and you're like, you load up like, all of the code into your head, then you can go crazy. But if you try to like do 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there, like nothing really can get done, I found. So yeah, it makes sense for now, for your current stage. Yeah. Uh, what are you working on next week? Uh, the, the reason I passed it off is I don't, I don't know what I'm working on. Like, yeah, it's a little crazy, like all this traveling and stuff. So I'm still trying to figure out, probably just working on just listening to these power users still and shipping stuff to keep them happy. Yeah, and I'll probably have more concrete ideas next week. Um, it's tough <laughs> traveling and trying to think long-term and thinking just weekly and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I think we should probably wrap it up there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Where can show notes be found? My job. 
Uh, show notes can be found at shipsasfaster.com. See ya. See ya.